going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. We are live at Twin Peaks, Buckhead location, hanging out on a Friday. Come hang out with us. We'll be here until 6.30 because the Hawks play the Wizards tonight here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And, Mike Bell, if you just listened to Andy and Randy with our crossover, you guys now know that Josh Pastner has been let go at Georgia Tech basketball. Mm. Now, for many of you, you're like, well, what's the big deal? I think, you know, when you talk about our city and being relevant, Georgia Tech basketball is a big part of the makeup of what has transpired here in Atlanta, the stars that have come through that program, Dennis Scott. I mean, we can talk right. about all of these guys. And where it was. And so for many of us, all right, if you're here for 10 or 15 years and you go, well, Georgia Tech hasn't been good for a while, you're right. But the fact is they were for a very long time. And Mike alluded to this mm. when Bobby Crimmins was here and Paul. Uh, right. uh, they were able to have this program be relevant. And the problem is, guys, when we talk about Georgia football, oh, will they ever win? We're having the same conversation with Georgia Tech basketball. How do they turn this thing around, Mike? Because Josh Pastor, everybody thought when he got the job, he was going to be able to bring in some players. He was at Memphis. It went sideways. Big recruiter. Yeah. And everybody said, oh, this is great. He's going to be able to bring in some guys. He really didn't do that. And now you're looking at a, a basketball program that's in flux because they didn't do anything in the, in the ACC tournament. They did not have a great season. They had a terrible January. And now, Mike, you're looking for a new head coach. And I don't think they have the money to go get a top-tier guy. And that's just it. And Randy and Andy alluded to it. I mean, spending some money when it comes to their next coach. I mean, you got to have the right guy, a dynamic personality. You know, I remember Dave Odom left Wake Forest, went to South Carolina. Skip Prosser goes from there from Xavier. Skip Prosser is that the kind of guy. He's up in heaven with my dad. He is. One of our favorite drinking buddies in the old days of Final Fours. But you need a dynamic personality. Remember last time this job was open, we thought maybe Ron Hunter would be the guy? Ron Hunter was doing nice things at Georgia State, making a run every few years. Really isn't anything in Tulane. No. And so for guys that are saying, well, he'll go get Raheem, uh, Abdul Raheem from uh, Kansas State, I don't really see Georgia Tech doing that. Georgia Tech has got to make a splash, but I don't know if they've got the financial wherewithal here to do this. Squid Billy and I were just talking with you before the show. NIL, the one-and-done world. It should be able to be accomplished. You're in the freaking best, supposedly the best basketball conference in America, in one of the best cities. We got guys right now hooping in a playground. They're going to college <laughs> next year, but they don't go to Georgia Tech. Yeah, it, 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 here's what's frustrating, right? And, and we've had a lot of conversation about Brandon Miller this year from Alabama, who arguably is one of the best players in the country. Mm -hmm. He may be the best player. And here's a guy that, you know, is in our area, was from Tennessee. He goes to Alabama, Mike. And you go, well, how does a program right. like Georgia Tech not attract a player like that? Colin Sexton. When you've got right. guys going right. to Auburn and Alabama, right. okay, from a basketball perspective, and I know their programs have been better than Georgia Tech, but when you talk about from a, from a historical standpoint, you, you've got to turn that around. You've got to have the best players looking at your program. And that's been part of the problem at, at Georgia Tech. Now, the NIL thing, and again, the collective, it is what it is, man. I mean, I heard Nick Saban, and we'll play it for you a little bit later on, say, you know, it's not my job to go in front of our fan base and say, or, or our, our boosters and say, hey, right. I need X amount of money so I can go pay these quarterbacks. 
it is their job to get the kids in and then get them deals. It is not to get deals to get them in. And right. that is the, the quandary right now with NIL. Now, I'm sure there's somebody who's a Georgia Tech alumni because they all make millions of dollars because they're so smart, so smart out there. Somebody who feels passionate about that program to come up with something like those collectives you're talking about with other programs you're seeing in football and basketball because Bill Curry, who used to be at Tech, did say it years ago. you got to get everybody on the same page at Tech. And I think they've done that with Brent Key. I think everybody embraces Brent Key. And I do think, Carl, it's like it is for football, an idiosyncratic university. Yeah. I mean, Georgia Tech is its own little world. And not everybody's on the same page. It seems like... You know, going to Alexander Memorial, we used to joke around. I've seen younger faces on cash. McCamish is a beautiful facility. It's arguably one of the nicest basketball arenas in college basketball. But what are they going to do? You just, I could be right now. I'll tell you right now, my mind's eye. I can't see them doing anything sexy. They'll do the usual route. Somebody up and comer, supposedly from a mid major. They won't have to spend a lot of money, and they'll probably be right back where they were three years from now. 404 741 0929. It is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. And full disclosure, I've known Josh Pastner for a long time. I'm going to tell you guys flat out, he could coach. But he didn't have the players. He can coach. He knows what he's doing. He probably won more games than he probably should have at Georgia Tech. But you don't have the talent to win at the next level, meaning, Mike, ACC championships and NCAA championships, or for that matter, making deep runs, elite eights, etc. So he's going to end up and get another job somewhere. And, and, you know, you hope him nothing but the best. But for Georgia Tech's program overall, and Jay Bat is the new athletic director. And Jay Bat came in, guys, he's from Alabama. Right. This is not Alabama. This is this this doesn't have that kind of backing when you talk about from a financial right. standpoint. Different so, animal, it just is. So Jay Bat's coming in and he's making all these changes, and it's great. But I want to know what's the plan. Because Mike, when you start firing guys and you know financially you're already strapped. You say, okay, we can do better. And obviously that's what the thought is here, right? We can do better than where we are. You mentioned Kennesaw State and what's going on with their program. Selection Sunday is this Sunday where we find out who they're going to get. And I sure hope they are a 15. They have to do the play-in game at 6. They should supposed no. to be a 15. No, but, but, you know, you say, well, does that work? I don't know what Jake yeah. Bat is looking for in his next basketball coach. Does he want a, a coach from a mid-major or even a smaller mid-major at Kennesaw State? Kennesaw State, this is their first year ever being in the tournament. Right. This is not a program that is playing in their, you know, eighth NCAA tournament under this coach, and now it's time for him to take the jump. I don't know if you take a chance on, on you know, uh, Raheem. I, I don't know if you do that. But at the end of the day, they've got to look at everybody and say, what's the best fit because we feel like we can do better? Yeah, I, and again, I hate to always see the premise of Georgia Tech, or preface, I should say, a Georgia Tech basketball conversation was way back when. But it's been 11 years between, let's be honest, they've Long been time. one Final Four, sorry, one NCAA tournament. Long time. And Paul Hewitt, guys, it was unbelievable. I know that some, And he, you know what? Hewitt, would, he'll tell you. He had players. Right. Now, I will say this. The year they went to the Final Four and they lost to uh, Oklahoma State, they beat Oklahoma State and they lost to UConn, that was a sum of its parts team. You look at some of those guys in that squad, B.J. Elder, Luke Schencher, Jared Jack was the biggest name on that squad. He played on like 10 NBA teams in his career. Yeah. So, I mean, and Paul, you know, he would struggle in the ACC on the road, but at least you would, we would be, Carl, if he was still here, we'd be talking about Hewitt's teams because either you say they were underachieving or they weren't doing enough in the tournament, but at least they were compelling. We haven't even gotten to square one. Josh made a run during the COVID year in the tournament, and that's about it. That's about it. Seven seasons as the Yellow Jackets coach. It's Dukes and Bell. That's a long time, Mike. Seven seasons is a long right. time. It's not like they gave him three years. So, unfortunately, 
They mm. lose in the ACC tournament uh, Wednesday, uh, second round of the tournament to Pitt, and now this, the, the decision is made to move on from Josh Pashner. We're going to uh, continue to talk about it, guys. Want to hear your thoughts as well. Bottom line is it, it's sort of like the conversation we continue to have about Miami football. Everybody wants it to be what it was, but it's not going to be that. Everybody expects it to be what right. it once was. It's not going to be that. And I, I'm not downing any of the coaches or what's going on down there, but the reality is, Mike, there was a, po- a, a, a part in history where Miami mm. could go get any player they want. It's not like that anymore. Right. They're battling all these schools. The transfer portal is a monster now. So how do you navigate this? For Georgia Tech, it's not like, oh, we get the right coach, and then we get the, the best player in the country, and all of a sudden right. we're a Final Four team. It just doesn't fall together like well, that. Well, I mean, Bobby Kremens could go into New York with his background and get you a Kenny Anderson, a Stephon Marbury. Back in the day. You know, that's the thing. I mean, I, what was it? Pablo Machado was Mr. Basketball. <laughs> in charge. I'll show you your name. This is really for old, this is for old school Tech fans. And this guy got hung up on his girlfriend and basically flaked out. And that was kind of like the end of Bobby Kremens' run. And then, you know, Hewitt did a really, I get it, Nice job. There's always going to be folks that were you know, pro and anti-Paul. We always had a good relationship with Paul. Paul's great. But you just, I mean, you just think in Atlanta, a great basketball environment should be second nature. Yes. Because how much people love basketball in this town. But it just doesn't seem to happen. But I do think tech fans, the way you approach football this time, can everybody get on the same page? Can you at least, amongst the, the well-heeled boosters who are cutting these checks, is there going to be a consensus about doing something big and not something small time? 404-741-0929. It is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You can find Mike. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put 'em Up. See Dukes, this radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929. The game. Stay up on everything that's going on. And we are across all social media platforms. Amir Abdul uh, Abdur Rahim is right. the coach at Kennesaw State. Guys, if you're not familiar, that's who we're talking about. Um, you guys know who his brother is, right? Yeah. I mean, Sharif, Sharif Abdur Rahim. So Sharif had an incredible NBA career. I just saw him last night, Mike, at the right. Skyhawks game. He's the president of the G League. If you don't know the connection, right. but his brother has done an amazing job after a one-win season just a few years ago, and now they're in the tournament. Right. And immediately, guys, go. He's here. He knows the he knows the landscape. If you're Georgia Tech, why would you not talk to him? I think you kicked the tires. Look, we thought maybe Ron Hunter with more resources and a higher profile could have done something. As we said, he's kind of just been treading water at Tulane. You know, I mean, we just saw Patrick Ewing just got got at Georgetown. That's a god-awful basketball team. They yeah. were, I watched some of that. I was up in New York uh, a few weekends ago. They are playing Providence. It's one of the worst basketball you've ever seen. So they rode that out for six years. They finally moved on from Patrick Ewing. All right, guys, more on Georgia Tech. They have fired Josh Pashner as their head basketball coach. Coming up, Chuck Smith, the new outside linebackers coach, for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll talk to Chuck coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. We are live at Twin Peaks in Buckhead, hanging out, having a good time on a Friday. And uh, earlier this week, actually, uh, I want to say it was late last week when we got word that our own Chuck Smith, longtime Falcon, mm-hmm. Dr. Rush, as you've come to know him, uh, who's helped many pass rushers around the NFL, collegiate players as well, even high school players here and around the state of Georgia, has become the new head, or check that, the new outside uh, linebackers coach for the Baltimore Ravens. And we didn't know if we'd be able to talk to Chuck because, guys, just full disclosure, you know, there are things in the league that uh, once you become a coach that you're allowed to talk about and things you can't. So we didn't want to infringe on that, but we're fortunate to grab Chuck today because I think the big thing, Chuck, and first and foremost from Dukes and Bell, man, congratulations on the new position. Everybody in Atlanta is wondering as they got word what made you make this decision now to go back into coaching? Well, 
first and foremost, thank you guys for always supporting me, and I appreciate y'all giving me this opportunity to be able to, you know, connect with Falcon fans and NFL fans alike. You know, and it's, this is a, obviously the top show in the city, and um, it was something that I always, you know, really took uh, pride in being a part of. But, Carl, to answer your, your question, it was whereas I felt that from being a trainer that it was my time to work and help an organization win a world championship and a Super Bowl. And God makes things happen in mysterious ways. And, you know, Coach Harbaugh and the Ravens organization, man, they were so awesome. And when they talked to me about the opportunity to be their outside linebacker coach. And we all have gifts, Carl. And I know I have a gift, and God said is for me to take my my um, my grind, my you know my effort, my work ethic, and uh, my love of football and pass rush. And the Ravens were the team, and they were so good. Coach Harbaugh was so great. Mike McDonald, the D coordinator, and Anthony Weaver, the D line coach, and all the folks there. It was just it was just that time, and I and it was the right team. And I wanted to also be an outside linebacker coach. I didn't want to be just a pass rush coach. They gave me that opportunity. And also I wanted to be with a staff that I knew there was going to be stability and I could learn because I have a lot of learning to do. And that, all that played into me uh, taking this opportunity. It is our man. I can say it for like the last time for a while. Big Chuck Smith, Joe, going to Charm City. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was Carl as Carl mentioned, we can't talk about specifics and we can't talk about stuff, but I will say this. I mean, I think everyone knows, Chuck, the Ravens have got such a rich tradition since they moved to the Charm City that, you know, physical defense is their calling card. And some teams just kind of, like, carve that out, and that's their identity, and they still do that, don't they? Yeah, they've always played tough defense. We've seen it even all the way back to, you see that show, the Bullies of Baltimore. You know, they, you know they're physical as of. They've always been. And, and you know, our – our philosophies matched a lot. And, again, I'm just getting back into this. But, yeah, they – Coach Harbaugh is all about being tough and everything that I've seen and know about them. And they're all about being tough, smart. And they got a, you know, really, you know, some great things coming in the future. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm – listen, Mike, I'm all about being aggressive, being physical, and, you know, our personalities match. It is Chuck Smith, the new outside linebackers coach for the Baltimore Ravens, again – He's joined us for many years here on this show, and we've talked a lot about players and pass rush and things that our current team needs, and we hope they still address, but we wanted to get Chuck on to kind of say, hey, we uh, wish you nothing but the best, and more importantly, just kind of get a feel for how this all went down. Chuck, uh, as you look at, you know, what's going on around the NFL, I'm curious, how much has it changed since you were last thinking about doing this or you were in it? Yeah. Well, it's changed. I tell you, there's two ways I tell you it's changed, Carl. Quarterbacks now run more than ever, right? Okay. okay. So that means they throw more than ever. So it's changed a lot. So when I was coaching, it wasn't they weren't run they weren't throwing the ball as much. So I'm you know I'm fired up about that. But also I will say there wasn't RPOs that in the pro game a lot different. You know, with the RPOs, everybody wasn't five wide every down. So it's changed a lot, man. It's really changed a lot, but, I, you know, so I do know I got, I got a lot to learn, bro. I got a lot to learn. But the game has changed. But the yeah. beauty of it is, you know, the, the organizations that I'm coming to, they understand what my strengths, my weaknesses are. We all have them. 
And so it's really awesome to know that they are 100% supportive of me and that they believe in me, man. They, they believe in me. And that means a lot. And I'm going to prove them right. Over two years now, Chuck Smith's been a regular contributor here on Dukes and Bell. And he's been our go-to guy. I guess I'll have to make a call to Bob Whitfield now that Chuck's up in Baltimore. Uh, Chuck, what about this draft? <laughs> I know you can't name specifics, so I'll, I'll speak and have you speak yeah. in generalities. But it has been commented this is a great draft for edge rushers and defensive backs that are things that a lot of teams could, could use. Do you feel this is a really rich draft for, for edge rushers? Oh, I think it's a fantastic uh, draft for edge rushers. I think there's a lot of them, all different kinds of shapes, sizes, and colors. I've had the chance to work with um, a lot of more this year than I ever actually have, believe it or not, including Senior Bowl and the draft prep. But, yeah, this is a great year, Mike. If uh, you, There's plenty of them out there, and every team that really needs one, there should be an opportunity to get them. But the next part comes down to what I always tell you guys, development, development, development is, is ultimately going to distinguish the greats from the guys who just become guys. Chuck, what's the family think, man? Uh, it's an adjustment, right? We've talked about it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you, you're going to be gone and be on the road, and it's what yeah, coaches yeah. do. Just curious, what, what's the family think? My wife is all in, man. She's been my biggest supporter, and it's just been a blessing. My kids, they were really excited about it, and they understand this is a change in life, and the, and the course that we're going in, the, the trajectory is different. For, but it also helps that my kids are in college. You know, my wife doesn't – we don't have to pick up carpool no more. <laughs> I ain't, <laughs> yeah. ain't yeah. got to be at George Pierce Park for the mm. Saturday baseball game. Tough. And they'll be – you know what I'm saying? One of them be at Gardner Webb, another one's at Wofford. My daughter's an adult. She's grown. Mm. So it's different, and it's my time to help. I want to work. I want to learn. I want to engulf myself and do my best to help the Baltimore Ravens organization, whatever they need me to do to help them win the Super Bowl. And that's the standards. That what they talk about when I'm up there, they talk about Super Bowls. I mean, I, then I started realizing I was like, man, them boys got a couple rings up there. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, it's everywhere. I'm like, wow, there's right. a different, you know, perspective when you come from a team that's won Super Bowls in the last 30 years. It's pretty cool. So, but my wife, man, they all in. You know, I'm we're, I'm ready. This is uh, they're they're all supporting me and betting on me, and um, I'm glad they are. So there you go, Carl. He's chasing rings. Chuck is out there chasing. No doubt. Too, man. You, you get one. Yeah, man. It's uh, Big Chuck's been be working with Chuck all these years and now taking that position now with the Baltimore Ravens, in case you missed the story earlier this week. So, Chuck, man, uh, I mean, it's tough because we've got to talk around all the things I want to talk to you about because I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't want you your first day on. How, how the hell you get fired on your first day on the job? But a uh, couple of things. This, <laughs> it wouldn't be Mike. Mike, it wouldn't be you unless you uh, kind of bent, bent the corner a little bit. I don't know how you old, man. <laughs> right on. But no, man, it's, it's, yeah. it, I know the teams, I asked you about the, the culture with the defense with Baltimore. And that's a tough, that's, you know, that's a, that's a working class town, too. That's a tough town. It's kind of like, it's almost like it's in yeah. a rust belt, even though it's on the East Coast. Those folks expect to win every season, every, every year. Yeah, they do. And listen, they're so first class. I know we hear that all the time, but man, they, had, they really are fantastic. The way, you know, Coach Harbaugh has cared, helped, and I get all the coaches that I had a chance to be around, Coach McDonald. Yeah, they're like, got it together. You know what I mean? It's, it's like he's been there, and they, their culture is, it is what it is. And so it's just so fantastic. And there's a lot of synergy there. And there's other guys there that, you know, I already, already know that, you know, Todd Monken, you know, T. Martin. I know a lot of guys, you know, that are already there that are on that staff. So, 
It's just great. I just tell you, and man, I, I'm lucky to have this opportunity, and I look forward to you know doing my best and working within the system to learn because they've already been established. You know, I'm a new guy coming in. It's my role to just do what they asked me to do. Basically, it sounds like, Chuck, they made him an offer Carl he couldn't refuse. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Big money, <laughs> Chuck Smith. That's what we're going to start calling you. Yeah. Man, we are nah. very happy for you. Nah. Uh, I, I, first of all, we got to say this uh, to our listeners. Mm. Guys, we didn't know if we get a chance to talk to Chuck right. because of the circumstances, again, surrounding this. Privately, we, we know what's up, but publicly, you know, um, we didn't know if we'd get a chance to chop it up with you. But we wanted to make it about you yeah. and all your accomplishments and the things that, that you're looking forward to. So, man, again, nothing but the best, bro. You know we're here, and uh, we'll certainly be watching to see how your guys look up there and, uh, and what's going on with the Ravens. But, Chuck, you know your family always. Man, I really appreciate it, y'all. And, you know, this being my last interview, um, maybe ever. You know, but I guess I guess I probably will be on with y'all eventually down the line, and hopefully sure. it's when you guys are on Radio Row and we're uh, the Ravens are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I like that. hey, that's a deal. Make that a deal. No All doubt. Right, man. Hey, Chuck, take care, man. We'll yeah. see you soon, bro. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Love y'all, right. boys, man. Live life every day like it's third and eight. I'll say this: it's rare you get to live your dream. And for a guy that grew up here in, in Georgia and becomes a pass rusher, lives it in the NFL, and then is a college coach and in coaching and then says, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to go away and I'm going to teach guys. Right. And he's become a great teacher. And Chuck will tell you, I'm a better teacher than I was a pass rusher. People say, oh, well, I looked at his sack numbers. He's a, a tremendous teacher. I've seen it firsthand, Mike. Right. And now to live the dream to get back into the league with a situation that fits his right. personal life and everything that's going on, that's awesome. But it's so cool because Chuck has always kind of had like the who's who of pass rushers and guys going to all those big when, when these guys all get together in Vegas and do a camp, Chuck is always in there. You know, we talk about the draft stuff. He's always giving us the deep dive. Guys that the Falcons have drafted, he's given them. Remember, Devondre Campbell is a perfect example. The dude from Minnesota we didn't know much about. Chuck had been training with him. Yeah, when the Rams win the Super Bowl, they did a big Sports Illustrated article on Aaron Donald and how Chuck went and lived with Aaron Donald right. and what they were doing. And he allowed me to, to holler at Aaron and talk to him about what the deal was. I'm telling you guys, he's amazing at what he does, and we wish him nothing but the best. Mm. We're coming back. We're going to hit some headlines we do. And uh, what's going to happen with the Hawks tonight? Early start, 630 right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game as they take on the Wizards. It is Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You never know who you're going to run into in the A. Mike and I are chilling at Twin Peaks, and uh, Rob Parker is in the A hanging out. You might know him from Fox Sports back in the day at ESPN. And uh, he was just – he's catching another flight. He's like, I've got to get some lunch. So it was good to see Rob, but uh, you never know, man. Big shout-out to Chuck Smith as well, who stopped by to talk about his new gig, the new outside linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. If you're just joining us, Mike, we started the show news today breaking about Josh Pastner, who is the former now mm. head basketball coach at Georgia Tech. Mike, he was fired today after uh, seven seasons, and we're going to get back into this conversation. But as we said, it's news locally, guys, because you keep wondering, is Georgia Tech going to find the magic it once had with its right. basketball program? Yeah, and it's just one of those deals where, you know, I – I hate, again, it's, it's all past tense. I've seen it. I know it can happen. But you look at the landscape of college basketball. Do you, I mean, first off, let's eliminate things that aren't going to happen. Because already guys hearing this up in the text line, they got to go get Rick Pitino. Okay, that's <laughs> that's hey, not going to happen. He, 
I don't know if Patino no. wants to get back into the big. He's at he's at Iona. I think he would love to be in a place like Atlanta, but I think some of the more conservative element of the Georgia okay. Tech program. Can I tell you something though? They'd win. Oh hell yeah! Rick Patino would come here and have They'd success. Win. But you know, the guys with the yellow pants with the matching yellow hair are not going <laughs> to sign off on Rick Patino <laughs> because of all the hijinks in uh, Louisville. You know, I mean, it is what They'd it win. is. No, I'm with you. It's winning important to you, sir. Yes. I mean, if Georgia Tech would like to be relevant in basketball for the first time in forever, yes, you'd call Rick Patino. But they won't. Yeah. In a million years, Georgia Tech won't do that <sighs> because you know, literally, it's. You know, it's like, well, we don't believe that we, we have aligned core values with someone like Rick Patino. Well, what, what are the values? I mean, is, isn't the value about winning at Our the end of the day? Our values are to be conservative and talk about the old days. <laughs> Good luck with Georgia that. Georgia Tech is what it is. I'm glad they got Brent Key. Look, we thought Jeff Collins was the right thing, breath of fresh air. Nothing against Paul Johnson, but people got sick of looking at that offense. And then you realize, wow, maybe that's the only way the Tech's going to get to an orange bowl is running that <laughs> offense. So, like, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. If you can tell me what Georgia Tech fans want or what they expect or what they think they should be, your guess is as good as mine because I've never heard the, never heard two Georgia Tech fans have the same opinion on where they should be. All right. Uh, more on this coming up. Uh, they are now in the business of looking for a new head coach. And, again, there are a ton. If you're a hardcore college basketball fan, you guys know this. There are a ton of good coaches that are in smaller conferences, uh, mid-majors, mm. that would fit what they want to do. And, right. Mike, they don't have to break the bank to go get those guys. Right. The Patino deal – What's he asking for? That's that becomes a deal. If you're going to yeah. go to to that level, of I'd like coach, six million dollars. That's the point. <laughs> that's the, that's the they're, point. they're going to pay it. No, they don't have it. They're not going to spend it. So they'll talk to somebody from I don't know the College of Charleston or somebody from a mid. And as you mentioned, the quintessential mid majors that are out there, and you find hopefully you find the right guy like Nate Oates, and you catch a little lightning in a bottle. But you know, it's just. I, I just, I, I'd love to see it because there's nothing, as, as we say all, just for, so you don't think we're breaking balls on tech. We love when everybody is doing well in this town. Carl says it all the time. It's good for us. It's yep. good business for us. Yep. Rising tide raises all the ships. But tech basketball is lifeless right now. And I, I sure hope they can find the right guy. All right. Back at the studio, Turtle behind the glass, our engineer, Bo Morgan, executive producing. We are live at Twin Peaks and Buckhead. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. What are the Hawks going to do tonight? They take on the Wizards, 6.30, right here on Sports Radio 92.9. The game pregame at 6.30, tips at 7. Mike, you play tonight, then you come home and you play the Celtics. It doesn't get any easier for a team that has struggled, and we know this because we're 500, eighth in the Eastern Conference. Washington, by the way, I think we'll get a better performance from them. They're a little bit more rested tonight. And Porzingis went off, but I expect Bradley Beal to have a better game tonight right. against us. Who steps up their game tonight for us specifically when you start talking about mm. how we will have success against the Wizards? Well, it's funny how we have to play all these games against the Wizards in the final like three weeks of the, of the or four weeks of the season. But I think it's going to be you know, like if you can do the things we talked about yesterday with Trey Young playing great defense. This is something, look, he's never going to be known as a great defender, but you can be active defensively. You talked about it, disrupting the passing lanes. There was one sequence where he actually got out and actually did a little press. I was yeah. like, wow, look at that. So whether this is something that, uh, for whatever reason, he was tuning out Nate, and uh, you've got a, a coach who's kind of, you know, Quinn Snyder's pulling it out of him, that's a, that's a plus. That's a win for this team. But I think DeJounte Murray continues to be one of our better defenders. We talked about DeAndre Hunter, but Trey, Trey just doing the little things, the little extra stuff it was certainly big the other night. We will see how things shake out. While we're talking about the NBA, I don't know if you guys saw it last night. Draymond Green, oh. 
the Grizzlies, listen, the Grizzlies are talking a lot. Now, Ja is not out there right now, and he may not be out there for another four or five games. I don't know how long this thing's going to go. I think it's going to be a while. But for this rivalry that, if you want to call it that, I don't think it's that. They, they haven't beaten Golden State when it matters. Right. But this regular season thing between the Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies, who are both in the Western Conference, you know, they got some gasoline thrown on it. And Dylan Brooks, let's be honest, he is a younger version of Draymond Green. He is. He is. He wants to get in your head. He wants to talk that jive, you know. And I, First off, look, you want to go toe-to-toe with somebody, okay, don't put your face in the dude's armpit. I don't know what the hell Dylan Brooks <laughs> I mean, you want to man up. I would at least give him, like, an arm's length. I would sit there like, you know. By the way, real quick, I was watching it last night after the game. Freaking hysterical. Barkley and, and Shaq on NBA tonight are talking about the, uh, what is it, the, uh, what is the the, the the woman's deodorant commercial now, Lumi? Okay. Goes, Maybe you have some of that Lumi on or something. <laughs> and they go, apparently putting deodorant on places I didn't know it went. Shaq and, and Charles. Dude, it was, you find it online. I, I, I literally laughed out loud last night watching him talking about it. Brooks after the game, and if you're wondering, basically it was, they squared up, but nobody said anything, no technical fouls, but it was just weird because Brooks mm-hmm. was testing him. He was almost wanting Draymond to do something. So after the game last night, they were interviewing, and, and they asked about the situation. He was like, just tell him to keep doing his podcast. It's cute. <laughs> it's fun. So he's popping off. This is Draymond Green responding to Dylan Brooks. Next time you speak up on me, you should do some fact-checking. Next oh. time you speak up on me, you should do some soul-searching. Next time you speak up on me, I hope you're in a better situation than you in now, where the guys you play with actually enjoy playing with you because they actually think you're contributing to winning because it ain't happening right now, champ. Ah, you're not a champ. You're a clown. You're not a champ. You're a clown. And you're saying that you hope that your teammates get along with you? You mean like when you punch your teammate in the face in practice? Oh, good call, Mike. (laughs) Draymond, smell what you're shoveling, brother. Well, here's what Draymond said. He he claims that Dylan Brooks' teammates don't even like him. I'm trying to figure out why they like you in Memphis. Or do they like you in Memphis? That's a better question. I'm not sure your teammates like you, but I can tell you why they like me over there. When you contribute in the way that I I have contributed to four championships, they tend to like you. Yeah, I mean, he like, said four championships, like kind of yeah, under his breath there. Yeah, it could have been four. more. You got that technical against the Cavs. Got <laughs> to change the series. That's there, true. Man. By the way, Golden State, we consider them. You know, they're the defending champions, right? Seven and twenty-six on the road. They're terrible. That's insane. They're terrible. For, to have like I know they've had some injuries and guys have not they've had all their starting five out there together all the time, but to be seven to twenty six with Steph Curry on the road, it's brutal. Uh, we're going to see what they do in the playoffs. I'm not counting them out because you can't with Steph and Clay and the, the, the team that they have. But Memphis feels like they've got their number and with a healthy jaw and maybe his head's mm. on straight. Maybe this is the year that they get past the Warriors. But, you know, you're right, though. They are the next big thing. They're trying to establish themselves as the new news. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of swagger. And Dylan Brooks is one of those guys. You know, you know, the Draymond is they're the same guys. You're looking at, it's like the Spider-Man meme. Spider-Man pointed at Spider-Man. Sure. sure. <laughs> Call him out. But they've got to learn, to your point earlier, they got to learn how to win these big games and win some series and get to the finals and then beyond. You've got to intimidate guys on the floor. And if you're able to do that, which Draymond has, it's a ton of guys. Um, Rodman did it, right, Mike? Uh, Ron Artest did it. We go down the list. If you're able to get in a guy's head, then you're going to have some success against him. Meanwhile, to the NFL, guys, it's our headline segment brought to you by ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live. Live well. Miami Dolphins. 
They have decided to pick up Tua Tungabailoa's fifth-year option. It is $23.2 million for the season. Uh, that's 2024. And um, that is, I think, good news. I don't know what was taking so long, but they had plenty of time to do it. Mm. Bottom line, though, is I, I want to make this clear, Mike. You are still in a just-in-case phase for Miami because you don't know if Tua is going to receive All another right. concussion or two, God forbid. Mm. You can't just roll the dice and say Tua's our guy, and we feel very comfortable with not having another qualified quarterback on the roster. You know, remember years ago when the uh, Red, they were called the Redskins back then, so you can say it, but they drafted RG3, <laughs> yeah. and then they doubled down on Kirk Cousins. You know, maybe the Dolphins need to go spend a mid-round or second or third-round pick on a quarterback. Good call. You know? And, and, hey, you know what? If I was the Dolphins, roll the dice on Stetson Bennett. Not a bad – I mean, you can get him relatively inexpensive, and you're hoping – because I'm not trying to be a fatalist, but you're one shot away. You're worried about Tua's noggin and nobody throwing him on the ground. Glad he's taking judo, learn how to fall, and they throw you in the NFL. You know? But uh, I, I just don't think, you know, Skyler Thompson is the guy that's going to get you over the top. Hey, Atlanta United taking on Charlotte Saturday. We'll be uh, checking that out to see how this team is going to respond after a draw last week. Charlotte, by the way, drawing big – crowds mm, they so, are. so that's something else you talk about a home field advantage when we come back more stuff going on around the nfl including should we be at a workout for a guy that's putting one on for everybody around the league we'll talk about it next